In yesterday's episode, we talked about how some of the affiliate applications, like when you're trying to apply to be an affiliate for somebody's product, how some of those applications have gotten kind of ludicrous in the amount of information that they want. They it's want like, a whole big bunch. Right? It's like I'm getting, I might as well like get a pat down or something to <laughs> like sell their product. Anyways, um, that also kind of led us to the talking a little bit about like direct affiliate programs versus like these things called um, affiliate marketing networks or affiliate networks. Yeah, I don't know about any of this. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the pros and cons of like a direct affiliate program versus these affiliate networks. Um, also, I guess we could talk about a little bit from the perspective of a product owner and an affiliate who wants to promote products. And we're going to talk about that in today's episode, starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. Okay, so really quickly, what is a direct affiliate program and what is an affiliate network, right? I don't know. <laughs> so an, a direct affiliate program is you go to the creator of a product, right? If someone has like an ebook and you want to sell that ebook as an affiliate or promote that ebook as an affiliate, or someone has like a cool software product and you want to promote that as an affiliate and that company or that person manages their own affiliate program, right? Okay, so you're you're basically almost contracting specifically for the product creator. Okay. Now, there are these things called affiliate networks where you can apply to become an affiliate and they have a whole bunch of different people on their platform and you can kind of go, okay, I want to promote that, I want to promote that, I want to promote that, and I want to promote that. Right. And they're all, okay. you know, they're different products from different people. And um, I already have so many questions I want to ask, but go ahead. Okay. So um, that's kind of the, you know, one is almost like a marketplace for affiliates to go to and shop around for which products they want to promote. And then the other one is I want to promote that specific product. I'm going directly to that person. Okay. All right. You have any questions so far? You sound like you have a lot of questions. I, I got questions, but I I'm, I think I'm going to save some of them. Cause okay. I, I feel like you're going to start, you know, getting into this because you, you tell me this and I'm thinking... So if I were the person with the product, why would I want to be on a network? Why would I want to be on a network? Okay. So we touched on this a little bit in yesterday's episode, but running an affiliate program, like managing your own affiliate program as a merchant, as a person who's selling a product is actually a lot of work, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, I recall you mentioning that. Right. So not only do you have to create like, you know, all of your banner images and stuff, but you actually have to set up like the whole infrastructure right? You have to have the affiliate, there's a software, you know, to track link clicks and cookies and all that other stuff. Like you have to manage that software, right? And that's not necessarily the hardest part. The other, the harder part is like dealing with all of the affiliates that come in, right? Like when an affiliate comes on board, you know, usually you've got an automated email that goes out, but actually one of the affiliate programs that accepted me recently, um, they actually have manual emails. Like they're, Ooh. yeah. So, there, That's it can, some serious it, business. Yeah, it can be a lot of hand-holding. Um, so you've got questions that can come in from your affiliates, right? Okay. Um, on top of that, 
when affiliates make sales and stuff, um, you can have your, your affiliate platform, the software that you're using, automatically send out payments and stuff but most of them are kind of manual. So you have to, you know, okay, these affiliates are owed payments this month and then send them out. Um, the other thing is come tax time, you have to send out 1099s. Uh, if you're in the U.S. and your affiliates are in the U.S., you have to send them 1099 forms if I think they made over like $600 in the year, right? Well, and we'd hope that they'd make over $600 in a year. Exactly. Yeah. So there, I mean, and I'm just scratching the surface of the, the problems. I, I call them problems, but the difficulties of managing your own affiliate program. Right. But on the other hand, do they cost money for the, for, for the person that's actually like trying to get affiliates for their product? Does it cost them money to be a part of the, the, like, so the marketplaces. Yeah. So so a lot of those headaches get taken care of by the marketplaces, right? Now, different marketplaces, and honestly, I imagine... So obviously, I've never joined an affiliate marketplace. So I don't know all of the facts of that. What I do know is, yes, they absolutely are paying the affiliate marketplace. Okay. Right? So there's no question. Like, yeah, it's not, they got to be giving yeah, it's not free. commission of some form. Like, Yeah, I'm sure that there is some type of profit split or something. Um, but so anyways, the affiliate marketplace, um, some of the, the pros to it, if you're a merchant, right? If you're someone who wants your product promoted, um, they take care of a lot of those headaches, right? They're probably going to handle the 1099s for you and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about that stuff. Um, I don't know this for sure, uh, because I haven't done it, but I imagine that there it's easy to add value. You know, if you're, um, if you're one of these big affiliate marketplaces, you know, you could probably for your top tier customers offer like graphics and stuff like, Hey, we'll give you, we'll take care of all your banners and everything. What I do know is that the, these, um, platforms allow you to easily give out your banners, right? So if you want to put like a banner in your sidebar or like a header banner in your website, like all of that is easily distributed. Like they have that built into the platform so you can upload your images and it'll automatically create the links and stuff so that affiliates just have to go in, copy and paste. So it's like absolutely the easiest way for somebody to get affiliates for their product. So that is actually probably the biggest advantage of the affiliate networks is these networks, assuming they're large enough, have a giant bunch of affiliates that are motivated to sell your product. But, like, this was my big question that I'm like, the moment you start describing the two, the difference, it's like, all I can think of is I've got a product, I'm going to put it on this marketplace, and I'm going to have all these different people, like, apply to be an affiliate, but then they're also applying to be an affiliate to a bunch of other products. And so how hard are they going to actually push my product? And that's up to you as the affiliate, right? Like how um, you can kick people out, right, from your program. So if you have someone that's underperforming mm -hmm. or someone that's being spammy or whatever, you can boot them out of your program. But at the end of the day, just having an affiliate sign up for your product is kind of a, that's a good thing, right? Like if they don't do anything, like that's not great, but that's not like the worst situation that you could be in, right? Okay. The worst situation is not having any affiliates. I guess, I guess that's true. I'm trying to think of the comparison. Like are these affiliates going to promote your competitors? Like how, 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 like for you, if you've been, you've been an affiliate for a few products and you know, you you really want to focus on those products and give value to people for these products. It's not just like throw a link here and that's it. 
Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of affiliates do. And I don't know if there's anything a merchant can really do about that, right? So one of the more recent affiliate programs that I joined, they were actually asking the question, how many sales do you think you can drive in the first 30 days? Yeah, like I'm, and, and it feels really like kind of high pressure and stressful. But I mean, wouldn't you want people truly promoting you? Yeah, Not definitely. Just like, oh, you got a click in and just by chance you ended up earning a sale. So just from my own personal experience, um, and this happens, this has happened more often with like direct affiliate um, programs than I've experienced with like, uh, cause I am on affiliate networks too. Um, you can do contests and stuff, right? You can do like, all right, this month, the top affiliate gets like an Xbox or something like that. Oh. Like you can do things like that to motivate your affiliates. You can also email them. Actually, one of the affiliate programs I joined kind of recently, they were doing lots of emailing. I don't know if it was automated. If it was, it was impressive. But they're like, hey, it's two weeks in. And you still haven't referred anything because I didn't get around to because we've had so many crazy things happening in our lives. I didn't have a chance to start promoting their their product. It's another, you know, uh, streaming system that I use. And um, I didn't have a chance to start promoting their products. So like I got an automated, e I assume automated email. It's like, Hey, it's been two weeks. You didn't, uh, you haven't sent us uh, any business, you know, was, what can we do to help? And it was like, and then uh, a few days ago, they're like, it's 30 days. You know, how are things going? Do you want to have like a strategy call or something like, like so you can do things like, really like trying to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You can help your That's affiliate. Awesome. Yeah. So those are some of the things that you can run into, but most often it's usually contests, right? Like the top 10 affiliates get, you know, here's the number one prize. Here's, the number two through five prize and so forth and uh, and they'll have like leaderboards and stuff like that and you can still do that stuff on these marketplace like it's built into the platform i don't know if that kind of functionality is built into the platform most of the time i see it done just via email okay um now i again i have not listed myself onto these platforms for so any of our talk products. about a something they should work on then. yeah that would be really great to have that built in like built-in gamification and stuff but um, the, the affiliate platforms give you access to, um, a lot of affiliates, um, and you can even promote, you can buy ads and promote your product inside of the affiliate marketplace to try and get yourself in front of the, the affiliates so that they will apply for your program now. So all we've been mostly speaking from like the, the merchant, right? The business owner's perspective, right? But let's say someone's listening. Who's like, all right, well, I want to be an affiliate. Why would I join one of these marketplaces? Besides the fact that you get like your pick of the litter for a bunch of products or uh, companies that you can promote. Um, one of the things that these affiliate um, platforms bring is transparency, right? You can actually see how successful affiliate programs are. Like oh. a, a lot of the platforms will tell you what the average earnings are, you know, in the last seven days, average earnings per sale in the last 30 days, uh, what the conversion rate of that program is, right? So when someone clicks your link and lands on their landing page, what percentage of those people buy? Oh, right? so you're not wasting your time on a, a product that's like not going to convert. Exactly. If some merchant, you know, builds out a terrible landing page that doesn't convert or they have a product that just doesn't jive with the, the marketplace, um, then you can actually see, oh, that's a really low converting product or wow, you know, um, people are making very small amounts of money per referral on that particular pro uh, company. I love that just because I, I think of, um, goodness, you told me recently that literally your job as the affiliate is to just bring the traffic to their sales page. And at that point, the work is on them. It's their job to actually convert the the visitor to being a customer. Yeah, I mean, for that, and that's one of the beauties of being an affiliate, right? Is I mean, you can do pre-selling, right? Like a good a good affiliate 
at, at the end of the day, yeah, our job is to bring qualified traffic to their landing page. And then they, it's from there, it's their job to convert. You can warm that traffic up through like education and stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, it is your job is to get traffic to their landing page. That is what they are paying you for. They want access to your audience, you know, your email list, your right. Twitter followers, you get the traffic to them and it's their job to convert it. I just love that because we're the, we're good at getting traffic. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know? And so like being able to take traffic and just send it to them and already be able to tell, all right, this is a product that converts at this, this percentage rate. Like that's pretty cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of get an idea, you know, obviously it's not going to, if a product's conversion rate is 7%, the traffic you send, you send a hundred people, you're not guaranteed obviously to get. No, no. I, but, and I get, that. but it's, it's nice averaging it, you know, that you can see it averaged across all of the traffic that they are receiving and get an idea ballpark of what their page can do for you. <laughs> and you know, not to go for ones that are really, really low. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of value. One of the other really cool things, and I don't know if this is all platforms. Um, I'm on a few of the affiliate network platforms, and there's only one that I use. It um, actually, I'll, I'll include the link to it. Actually, I think um, I think I'm an affiliate for this affiliate platform. Oh my goodness! You gotta be <laughs> so, kidding me! <laughs> anyways, it's probably going to be an affiliate link, but the, it's my go-to affiliate platform. It's called ShareASale. And, uh, so go ahead and check out the link in the description if you want to check them out. But, um, they actually tell you if a merchant has a low balance in their merchant account. So like, oh. it, yeah, so they let you know, like, Hey, that account is running out of money. It, it's almost like a public shaming. It's, it, it seems fairly routine because a few of the programs and there, some, I'm a affiliate for a couple of large companies. So I know it's not like just small companies that have no money. Um, but I'll get a notification saying, Hey, this, this, uh, company is, uh, low on funds. And then it'll tell me later, like, okay, their, their funds, they've replenished their balance or whatever. Or if, um, if they run out of funds, then their affiliate program will go offline. Oh. And this is something that I love, right? So one of the companies that we were an affiliate for the, and we did really well with that company. It's kind of a bummer. They decided to, they were on share of sale and they left and what share sale does. So the way affiliate links work is you don't just go directly to the merchant, right? So if you are an affiliate for Walmart, your um, affiliate links don't go to walmart.com. They go to like, you know, whatever the company is that they're using to manage their affiliate program. Um, it's their link. And then that link redirects, redirects them. Exactly. And that's obviously how they're able to get a lot of their metrics and stuff like that. So one of the cool benefits of that though, is if, um, if Walmart goes and leaves, then they can kill the links. So oh. we, if we have a link to one of their products on our website and then Walmart leaves the affiliate network, their links on our site stop working and then they'll alert us and say, Hey, this yeah, company. Yeah, you got a fixed link. Yeah, yeah. These, this company left our, our network. Those links aren't working anymore. So you do what you need to do. Either you can update them and not make a commission or you can just eliminate them or whatever. Or you know. find a new program. Yeah. Swap, it. swap another merchant into it. Yeah. There's all types of things. Ah. Yeah. So these, these affiliate networks have a lot of really cool benefits built into it. And it's cool because, um, they do a lot to protect the, the merchant and a lot to protect the affiliate. And so it's definitely, in my opinion, I love using those affiliate networks, right? Because I, I, I've had this in the past where I'm like, I'm referring traffic to um, a, a person's direct affiliate program. 
And I'm like, how do I know that they're like giving me credit for my sales and stuff? Like, there's um, a lot of trust in it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So, um, you know, actually I had kind of, I don't want to call it a scare recently, but one of the companies that we do a direct affiliate for, they actually got hacked. And so they were trying to like mitigate all the bad stuff that happened and whatnot. And um, I, so I was logging into their affiliate dashboard and it showed my traffic was flat for like a week. And I'm like, there's no way my traffic to them was flat for a week. I had been doing so much to promote them kind of yeah, recently. Yeah, you were doing like a bunch of video marketing. Oh, it was so much video marketing and articles. And like, I was all over the place for this, this company. I'm like, there's no way my traffic was flat for a week. So I, I'm, um, contacted their support. I'm like, Hey, um, I've been doing a bunch of promotion for you guys and my traffic is showing flat for the last week. So what's going on? And they, they checked with their development company and they're like, all right, so we were able to verify everything is still being recorded, but our reporting is not updating. And then, so finally they updated the reporting and it looked, I mean, I, I saw traffic. There was no conversions. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can, I, there, I have no proof, right? So that's one of the, the downsides of being an affiliate for a direct yeah. affiliate relationship is you don't have a lot of visibility and you really just kind of have to trust that company. Um, now that's, that's kind of a, that's not as big of a deal if you're going with well-known companies or companies that are like pretty well established and that have a lot of affiliates. Um, but, uh, smaller companies, which I'm an affiliate for a lot of small WordPress plugins. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could see those, you know, having some shady dealings if they wanted to. All right. So thinking I'm either, either as, the the business owner or the affiliate i'm i'm pretty much seeing like a trend here that either way you like these like affiliate marketing networks like is there any real downsides that like slap you in the face and i'm like i don't understand it yeah as for being on an affiliate network yeah not really. I mean, um, I, I haven't experienced anything personally. I guess the biggest downside is if an affiliate network cuts you off, then you lose access to all of the companies that you're promoting. So that could be a downside, right? Um, I think the only people that have to worry about that is are people, people doing stuff they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, breaking the terms of service. Right. And you want to make sure that when you're becoming an affiliate, you want to read the terms of service that you're agreeing to. Right. Cause a lot of affiliate programs have rules, right? Um, one of the most common rules that you'll see with an affiliate program is don't buy, um, advertising traffic directly to our sales page and do not buy advertising, um, using our keyword, like our brands in your keyword, right? Oh. So if you are an affiliate for Walmart, I don't know if Walmart has these rules, but I'll just use them as an example and say that. Um, but if you are an affiliate for Walmart, you cannot target any keywords uh, that have Walmart in it. Because firstly, if you, so let's say you're uh, promoting, um, you know, um, a bike, a Walmart bicycle. No kidding. I was thinking bike. <laughs> So you're promoting a, a bicycle from Walmart. Uh, let's say it's a Schwinn bicycle. You can't target the keyword Schwinn bicycle at Walmart, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to appear above Walmart in the advertisements. Okay. And Walmart is going to be ranking for that keyword, right? They're going to be number one for that keyword. It's in their, yeah, their name is in the, the exactly. Keyword. So they're gonna. You're basically stealing sales from them that they would have gotten without you. And so that's what a lot of affiliate programs will ban things like that. The other thing that a lot of affiliate programs will ban um, are people often do like scam keywords. Like 
is Walmart a scam? You know, and things like, well, because people like, so you'll, you won't see like, is Walmart a scam? I I guess that's a bad example, but let's say there's some small software company, right? So, um, let's go with monday.com. Monday.com is uh, a project management, um, web service, right? So people would target keywords like, is monday.com a scam, right? Because they don't know monday.com, right? Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. Okay. So if they landed on your radar, you might be wondering, like, is this a legitimate company? Like, so is monday.com legit or, you know, um, or they'll try to use clickbait things like, um, before you buy from monday.com, read these stories or, you know, read this about monday.com before you even think about buying it. You know, it's very negative. And, um, so a lot of affiliate programs will say like, don't target fraud scam or keywords like that, that paint them in a negative light because so what they'll do is, you know, is, um, is monday.com a scam? And then you click on it and it's literally just a glowing review of monday.com. And then it's like, click our link to go to their website. And so they play off that fear of, is it a scam? And then it ends up actually being a positive article. We totally need to do an episode about just the do's and don'ts of being an affiliate. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Cause so. like you're, you're saying this and I would never have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you're a company, do you really want your affiliates running around like associating your brand with the word scam and fraud and stuff? Like yeah. even if the reviews end up being good, they're still associating your brand with that stuff. So those are all types of things that you'll see inside of the those terms of service. And- yeah. And, and one of the things that I had mentioned is a lot of them don't let you buy like Facebook ads or Google ads directly to their sales page. Right. Okay. And some people may be like, why, you know, and, and a lot of it is firstly, Google and all of them don't like uh, people buying ads to a sales page. If you're an affiliate, um, it's just, it's a rule that they have that, you know, often they don't like you as an affiliate promoting affiliate links through their advertising. Okay. So what you typically have to do is it's called a bridge page where you like create like a landing page that gives you a bunch of cool information about the product. So you, you buy your ad to your own landing page. And then on that landing page, you've got your affiliate link that goes over to them. And that's perfectly acceptable, right? So a lot of the affiliate programs that ban buying Facebook ads directly to their sales page, they're totally fine if you buy to a landing page and then send it to them. And I think a lot of it ends up uh, being like, if you, if you make ads that are really scammy, Mm-hmm. you could accidentally end up getting their domain banned from that advertising network. Right. Oh. So, you know, if you is monday.com a, a scam, um, as the ad and then Google's like, why, why is this ad up here? This looks really spammy. All right, let's go ahead and ban monday.com from advertising. Like mm-hmm. it's not good. You know, that'd be bad for them. So, right. yeah, it w- that's one of those strange things that you have to kind of get used to as an affiliate is you, you are, an affiliate, you are affiliated with these companies, right? Yeah. You know, right. You are representing them and they want to be represented in a good light. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, I think another area where I think people have trouble as affiliates is, um, they don't want to say anything negative. And I wouldn't be a part of an affiliate program that was like, that was weird about you being negative about them. Right. So when I'm writing, um, I only promote products that I actually use and like, right. And that's one of the I think the things that's the point of, yeah, exactly. You don't want to be promoting stuff that you, you don't actually enjoy, but that doesn't mean I have to like every single thing about a product. Right. And I'll make that clear in my, um, in my like reviews and stuff, 
you know. Honest, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, actually giving your real opinion and feedback. Yeah, so like, oh, I wish that it did this, or I wish that their library were a bit bigger. But um, they're working on it. Yeah, yeah. and... Or um, another thing that I'll do in my reviews that help keep them really honest is this product is perfect for this kind of person. This product is the complete wrong product for a person like this, yeah. you know, and I've never had any of the affiliate programs I'm a part of have a problem with that or ban me or anything. But mm -hmm. if they did, I'd be like, all right, good riddance, because I don't want to promote a company that doesn't want me to be honest. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.